The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. I felt like, you know, you guys are like the one of the Pearl Jam podcasts that are out there and stuff like that. So yeah. It's like, oh, you know, I got to I got to get your blessing like the Pope. Oh, yeah, dude. No, no, that's that's <laughs> you, I, it's nice of you to say that, but you don't have to you don't have to get our permission or anything, but. Okay, good. I can cancel that check. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of the Better Band Podcast, hosted by Brandon Palomo. An all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. This is Brandon, and today I am here with Brad Blazik, and we're talking about the song Black. How you doing, Brad? I'm good, Brandon. Good to, good to be here. Well, it's good to have you. Okay, I guess it's not good to have me then. Fine, <laughs> I can live with that. <laughs> um, so we're talking, of course, about the uh, the song "Black," and uh, oh, I have to ask you first of all, Brad, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? Um, I it had to be you know early '92. I was in high school and. Um, you know, pr probably saw the, the even flow video a few times and, um, yeah, back in high school. So you just saw it on MTV and were hooked. Yeah. Saw it on, saw it on MTV. I, I'll be honest with you. I was not hooked at first. I was, you know, in those days I was kind of more of like a metal kid, mm -hmm. Metallica, Guns N' Roses, that kind of stuff. And, uh, when the Seattle thing kind of hit. I was not impressed. Um, but then I heard another kind of metal kid talking about wanting to go see Pearl Jam in concert that it, it you know, from their videos, it looked like they would, they were probably really good. Mm -hmm. And that kind of something clicked with me. Like if that metal dude is into Pearl Jam, I should check them out. Mm -hmm. So I, I did, I started listening, you know, I watched the videos and kind of got, interested in them but it took me it took me a little bit but then i was once i heard 10 i was all in did you uh first get it on cd or cassette um i had a yeah i had a cassette tape of it a buddy of mine i worked at a, a six flags outside of chicago and he had um he had 10 and temple the dog and some other tapes and i you know, I borrowed that from him and then made my own copy of it. And I'm sure I still have that tape floating around somewhere. I, th I think I have uh, my tape, too, the purple tape that I mm -hmm. folded out and try to oh, yeah. read the lyrics. I got to know everything about this, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was definitely into lyrics. Still am, but, you know, there's there that cassette case you know, the, the lyrics and the liner notes and stuff were so interesting because mm -hmm. it's all like handwritten and it's almost like pieces of, of artwork, 
you know yeah and like some some songs have like all the lyrics and some have you know just like a couple of them just like i think for black there's just like a couple of words from each right. line written in yeah. there You're like, yeah oh, and well. you you've and for me, it was hard because I'm like, I, I need to know what he's saying. You know, every, every lyric, I want to know what he's saying. And sometimes I, I couldn't really, you know, some of those, the way he was singing, I'm like, what is he saying there? You know, but yeah. it's like, is he talking about children laughter? Wait, right. what? <laughs> and for the long, like forever, I thought it was like, uh, I hope you'll be the sun in someone else's sky. Right. Star. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because this the sun is a star, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know, it's nowadays we've got the internet and we can just look it up real quick. But back in those days, you'd have to, you know, listen, stop it, rewind it, and try to listen to it again, over and over again. Mm -hmm. There was there was a lot of work involved back then with lyrics. You had to go on Lycos or web crawler, right? Try to find <laughs> yeah. a GeoCity site then. Somebody had oh, the early days of the internet. So, mm -hmm. so crappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's see. This was a song that Stone Gossard wrote, and he had a demo of what she called E Ballad. And it's pretty much the same as the uh, as the finished version. So it was pretty. It was a pretty uh, uh, finished song, I think, when they when they were working with it. Yeah, this. I mean, the structure of it and everything. It's 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 pretty much the the finished version of the song. You know, as a demo, um, I. I, I was surprised the first time I heard the the demo version. It has the the you know the do 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 yeah. like that part is part of the demo, and I just I just I guess I assumed that that would have been something that you know the singer would add into the song, but no, it's it's right in there from the beginning. Yeah, you'd figure that all the vocal melody would come from the vocalist and not. Right. Instrument. Yeah, but it's 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 um I mean it sounds like a demo, but it is you know interesting to hear to hear that stuff just from a historical aspect, mm -hmm. you know. What's uh uh why did you want to uh do this song? Is there a meaning in this song for you? I mean, it, this is to this day my favorite Pearl Jam song. Um obviously the music is you know it's kind of mm, it's not like super sad the music when you listen to it but it's not like it's uplifting or anything you know what i mean there is like a kind of a melancholy line that that goes throughout the music you know but i mean the the thing that always does it for me with this song is just the lyrics you know eddie's eddie's lyrics about um you know, everyone's felt that super dramatic um, love f for someone that you can't be with or can't have, mm -hmm. you know, and just I think uh, I think like a lot of people, I just relate to those words so much. 
Yeah, for like pretty much all of my school age, you know, early romantic sort of stuff, I was always like a shy kid and would like get crushes on girls and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, oh, I can't talk to them. I can't, you know, do anything. And so like that longing is something that like Mm -hmm. I've always sort of been a through line for my life. And, and, and yeah, that really gets you when you hear somebody else talking about it. It's kind of like, Oh yeah, this is like, somebody knows how I feel, man. I'm not not alone. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's, it's, it's interesting too. um, you know, now being married and being with someone that, that I did want to be with. And at first I couldn't, Mm -hmm. and now I am. So it's interesting to hear the song from that perspective. It's kind of like, well, I don't have those feelings anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that, that longing feeling. Um, So it's kind of like nice to know that I felt that way at some point. And I was, you know, I could relate to this song so much and now I might not relate to it so much anymore, but I still love the song and, you know, you, you feeling those emotions again is not such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now's the time when you can uh, put in a message to your wife and then have her listen to this and be like, oh, <laughs> oh I love you so much, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to throw that in there. Oh, she made it so you never feel alone again. Oh, that's all uh, straight out of Brad's mouth. Did you hear that? <laughs> uh, let's see. So when the remix of it from the greatest hits came out, that was, uh, it was before all the Redux, uh, remixes and they took away the tape sound. From the yeah. Beginning. Yeah. The, the, the Oh four remix version is, is really it does sound a lot different than the original version. Um, yeah, it's it's it doesn't have that like tinny. I don't know. It's kind of like a tinny, hollow version. The the original mix and this O four version is just Ed's voice is very loud. I guess in the mix, mm-hmm. you know, he's really like you can hear his voice where the music kind of seems like it's. I don't know the technical terms, but the music kind of sounds turned down and Ed's voice is just right out front, you know, right ahead of you when you listen to it. Yeah, I think uh, I read in an interview or something that uh, when they were mixing the album or something that the that they were saying is like, oh, your voice has to be louder in the song. Your voice has to be louder in the song because, you know, this is such a good song. You know, this is, oh, this is a song that's going to be a hit. It's going to be a single and stuff. And they're like, eh. no, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's real personal. It's kind of, we want the, to be the whole band to be the focus, not just me, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, speaking of that, they, this song, the, the, the record company wanted to, pushed this as a single and the band refused. And I think it's part of, you know, the reason is what you're saying is they didn't, 
this song, I think, means a lot to those guys, and they didn't want it to become overplayed. Yeah, but somehow it's still it's still got them played on radio. It's still, but... it's still, yeah, they played on the radio all the time. But yeah, the the O four mix definitely sounds like a version you would hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially you know nowadays when not everything has that like eighties production of just turning up all the reverb and adding in some like chorus effects or you know just yeah a bunch and, of weird stuff yeah because background and that stuff is all over the original version yeah it's it's probably just because of you know what the album cover looks like but i think like anytime i hear the original mix of 10 it's kind of like oh, i kind of like it does like sound purplish to me yeah yeah i could see that just you know well it's at it for so long and listening to it. yeah well and too like to me it's like they're that album cover looks like it's probably taken in almost like a warehouse setting mm-hmm. and that album sounds like it was recorded <laughs> in a warehouse you know it's got that real reverby echoey yeah. kind of sound to it yeah i think the the cool part of taking out the reverb with the voice like makes it sound like he's right there in the room with you and it mm-hmm. adds like some more intimacy to it it's kind of like oh wow these guys are like right here like playing and it's not like a like a uh they're playing just like in my head or you know on a stage or something like that where there's some separation it's just right there with you yeah exactly and that's like the 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 redux version is kind of a good it kind of splits the difference it's it doesn't sound so in front but it doesn't have that really hollow sound mm-hmm. either yeah and i thought like when they uh they also like on some of the other songs like took out the piano or like some of the other weird instrumentation that they threw in and just had it just mm-hmm. be you know vocals and guitars and drums and stuff um, right. That, but they kept the piano in this song, which well, I guess you know it, it does add. It adds. It's sort of like the do 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 part keeps it in there. Just that that little melody throughout the song, which I guess is why they kept the piano in, in this song. It seems like it's more, more mm-hmm. a part of it than you know just something they added in to make it sound like a real you know, a real life little boy from just a demo yeah. from some yeah. guys who just threw it together. It's it's definitely interesting to put all three of these songs up against each mm-hmm. other. That, that's kind of what I was doing, like getting ready to talk to you. Um, I would just kind of skip back between each, each of these three versions. And it, it there is definitely a, a difference in listening to all mm-hmm. of them. Um, I, I, I totally prefer the, the redux yeah. version of the song, which normally I would, I'm not like normally when I'm not a fan of albums being like remixed 10 years later, 15 years later, mm-hmm. because the album that I first heard is what I fell in love with. But <laughs> this is the, this 10 is the one exception to it. I, I, really like that they they took out 
you know, on the whole album, but especially in black, they took out all that, that reverb mm -hmm. and that hollow sound to the album. Yeah. And in the, in the redux version, they also, they put the tape sound back in, in the beginning right. to make it sound like it's just playing off of a cassette that they have before the whole band kicks in. Yeah. It doesn't sound, it sounds closer to the original version yeah. than the Oh four remix. Which that's like I said, like that's like the best of both worlds. It, a lot of the albums that get remixed, they sound so different, and this one doesn't. You know, it does. It sounds it sounds better, but it doesn't. It still sounds like the album I fell in love yeah. with. Yeah, they also split this and Why Go Up a whole lot better, so that you don't have the songs super bleeding right into each other. Mm -hmm. So like when you're trying to make a a mixtape to impress a, a girl or something like that. And you put this on and it's kind of like, Oh wait, I got the, the song doesn't really start there. And it's kind of, Oh man, yeah. how do I do this? Yeah. There's like a split second of drums from why go, yeah. you know, which sounds cool on the album, but if you're trying to listen to the individual songs, mm -hmm. it's, you always lose that quarter second in the beginning of right. the riff. Yeah, it's it's kind of jarring to to click over and hear that when you just want to be sad, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how would you rate this song on a uh, on a scale of five stars? Like you're putting this in your iTunes stars, or oh, definitely a five. Yeah, definitely, definitely a five. Yeah, yeah. You said yeah. You well, hopefully it's a five. You say it's your right. favorite program song. <laughs> Yeah, it's still it's still to this day my my favorite song by them. I mean, I there's there's a lot of five star Pearl Jam songs, but but Black definitely is just one that I can always go back to and and enjoy every time. Mm -hmm. And you know, from a live perspective, it's it's an incredible song live. Yeah, it always kind of throws me off when I uh, when I see them live and they'll play Black and then like couples will start like kind of like dancing together and like kind of like kissing and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, wait, no, this is a song that's the opposite of this. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should be breaking up right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, this is the, uh, the equivalent of uh, going to a restaurant and saying, uh, look, it's not you, it's me. Uh, I put you out <laughs> yeah. here in public so that we don't make a scene. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I'm, if I'm, you know, at the show with my wife and this song starts playing, I'm just like, I love you, but I need, I need a myself. moment. <laughs> yes. I need to, I need to be a, a teenaged emo Brad for a minute. <laughs> so just let me have this moment. <laughs> emo Brad going out in your own ponder rock, eh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. I listen to Kevin Smith too. All right, cool. Yeah. That's, that's a deep, that's a deep reference. <laughs> we know our stuff here. Right. We're not just some average yeah. Pearl Jam or Kevin Smith fans. Yeah. <laughs> we got our we got our bona fides here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can do a we can do a whole show on Kevin Smith next if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, he's losing all that weight. He's making <laughs> Oh man. Everybody looks incredible. Bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I'm trying. I am trying so hard, but man, he is just killing it. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else you uh, you got to confess 
<laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to make any confessions at this point, but, uh, um, no, I would just say, just, just going on what I was saying about the seeing, seeing them play live. I mean, the unplugged version of black mm-hmm. is, is one of the like greatest live performances I've ever seen. Um, just totally love that version. Um, and then to round it out, I saw them in Lexington in 2016, and that is a really cool version of the song. Is there a, a bootleg of that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could find it on YouTube. Um, yeah, that that show is available. Uh, you can get it. You know, I, you know, the internet's a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's a, it's out there. <laughs> Did um. Let me think. I, I know that a lot of people talk about how they haven't, or I, I know for a time or something like that, it's like, oh, you know, they're not playing the South or something like that, or mm-hmm. like some places yeah. in the South. I, I know like you live over there and like, I just I right. ignore it and be like, oh, pff, you know, they come to Vegas, they come to, <laughs> you know, California so I can right. go over and see that. Is that still like a, has that still been like a, a, a thing or is it not as much? Or? It, it yeah it's still a thing they don't really come down here too much but again like i said lexington they did play like lexington and um south carolina mm-hmm. and they played um what is that festival bonnaroo it's like out yeah they played bonnaroo last year i think or might have been might have been 2016 mm-hmm. But yeah, they they don't come here as much as they go everywhere else. Yeah. So I usually have to take a trip. You know, Lexington's a good three and a half, four hours away. But it's it's definitely worth it. Oh, how, that, uh, let the... me ask you, how many? Uh huh. I was gonna say, how many times have you seen them? Um, I think around. Oh, I like counted it up a while ago. I think almost or around twenty. Oh wow! I think. Like I, I started seeing them, like I went to a couple in the uh, in the nineties, and then mm-hmm. you know once I was out of high school and like had jobs, then it's kind of like right. okay, I can like save up and go see them, you know, a couple times on tours and stuff like that, and go to California and just kind of follow them around a little bit. Yeah, and then you get married, and mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh man. <laughs> I don't want to drag my yeah. wife around. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm, my wife. That's all something you got to do on podcasts all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Very timely. And uh, yeah. So I think the, we, we, uh, the Lightning Bolt tour was the last time we saw I saw them. I brought my wife and uh, we only went to one show. Yeah. And, yeah. I saw them. Uh, it must have been 2014. Yeah, lightning bolt. They they actually played in Memphis, mm-hmm. and I saw that I saw that show, and then I saw them at at uh, was it? Uh, oh, I saw them at Wrigley the year before, twenty thirteen. Went to that show, so but yeah, I saw them a few times in the nineties, and then like you said, kind of got married, had kids. I didn't go to any shows, and then you know, being a big Cubs fan, when they announced the the first Wrigley Field show in twenty thirteen. I was like, well, I haven't seen them in forever. I've got to go see them again. And they're playing at Wrigley. I can't miss that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of 
like broke the floodgates because I've seen them like six times <laughs> since since then, awesome. just in the last few years. So when you go to the shows, do you see um, a lot of uh, people, more people like our age, or do you see like people like bringing their kids and stuff? It's 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 still a lot of people our age, but there are a lot of younger people getting on board like the 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 show that we do we get emails from people that are like you know i'm i'm in my 20s i've just started listening to these guys and that like is so fascinating to me mm -hmm. you know to, to to you know people that are just discovering this band that's been a part of my life for over 20 yeah. years you know yeah and it's 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 cool too like with younger people getting into it whereas you know we had it like the whole time where nostalgia and stuff like might make the earlier albums some more of your favorite and then younger people you know it's kind of like oh you know i started listening at you know riot act or something like that so like you know that oh that's my favorite or something i was like yeah yeah it's wrong, really first of all but also yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah yeah like you don't know what it was like to wait <laughs> four years <clears throat> no but it's it is interesting getting totally different perspective mm -hmm. you know someone that's 20 years younger than me that's going through all the albums um that's it's really neat to hear someone else's totally different perspective mm -hmm. but but yet they still love this band as as much as as you or i do yeah, and then they get to go back and it's kind of like oh wow there's all this stuff that's here right at the beginning it's yeah like, oh, we have to wait yeah and hunt down imports and <laughs> just wait to hear if they're like oh is there a new record out are they what are they doing yeah but i think in a way we we're lucky that we got it like that because they have everything at their fingertips right now and that's kind of overwhelming to not even know where to mm -hmm. start yeah it's kind of like you know when you listen to them and it's kind of like oh you learn about like their influences and stuff like that it's like oh okay so you know there's the who so it's like oh well, i gotta you know, do I got to start listening to them or it's like, oh, uh, Kiss mm. or Rolling Stones or uh, Led Zeppelin, you know, you had, it like opens you up to all this other sort of music that when you're young, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, just keep adding it on and get more. And right. now you can, you know, listen to everything on your computer and you don't have to, you know, pay real money for anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I guess... I got it's. I gotta ask you because it's part of the the podcast rules that when you sign up for a podcast, uh, you got you got plugs to do. Um. Yeah. I. You know. I've. I do a Pearl Jam podcast called Single Podcast Theory with uh, my buddy who's also named Brad. And I mean, we're you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on all the major ones, and that's you know. That's about it. I feel weird. <laughs> it's trying to promote myself. I guess I actually do a Pearl Jam podcast. Uh, that's, that's all right. More, more people but, is, yeah, listen to you than are going to listen. <laughs> so, I mean, wait, no, I'm trying to sell you. You know, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, send me. Yeah, you'll definitely send me a link and I'll. I'll put it up and let people know that I was on here. This is this was this is cool. I appreciate you oh, having thanks me. Thanks for Brad. wanting to come on. I figure that's definitely Hey, I love I love talking about Pearl Jam. Me too. And then, and then since my 
my friends moved away. I don't have the chance anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I, that, that friend who moved to Texas, that's, uh, uh, I went and saw them on, I think the yield tour. Like we followed them for like two weeks around California. They had, they would, but oh, like two weeks awesome. of shows was just like four shows right. that we got right. to see. Right. Yeah. That's cool though. I've never, I've never been able to do that. Um, but I, you know, I would love to pick three or four shows and follow them around. That would be so cool. Yeah. It's also, it's also good to be young again too. And <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. That would help. That would help immensely. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, I could stay up late and you know, not feel bad about seeing all the, 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 the encores and then, you know, going back and it's like yeah and let's drink and let's stay up and you know being able to wake up and yeah not having it destroy you yeah not, not feel yeah. anything <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think i can do yeah. that these days <laughs> yeah, it's hard I, you know what i love is is when they play like i've seen them at wrigley twice they they've played two nights the play two shows? but they always have oh awesome. yeah 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 um, and they, they always have a day off mm -hmm. in between and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving me time to, to relax and, and recover yeah. from the first show. <laughs> got to sleep in, drink a lot of water, sit down. Yeah. Cause I've been standing up so much. <laughs> yeah. I massage my feetsies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, and maybe we'll get you on a on another show, and then we'll geek out sure. about Pearl Jam some more. All right, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo, and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash thebetterbandpodcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I am on Twitter at BrandENP. And you can send your emails to BetterBandPod at gmail.com and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Brad Blazik. And as always, this is Brandon saying, It's not quite breakfast, it's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end. <laughs>